Welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. Valley Point Church is a faith community located in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. Our mission is pointing people to real relationships and real significance. Enjoy and thanks for listening. Welcome to week number two of White Napkin Sundays. It's great to see you. And I want to encourage you to take out your napkin right now, which is your program, and get a pen because we are going to dive into the why of Valley Point Church. I think that's kind of a fascinating question, isn't it? Why church? Why Valley Point Church? Well, we're going to jump into that today and we're going to discover together what our why actually is. Here's our big idea, and that is the why of Valley Point serves as our heartbeat. In other words, underneath everything that happens for us as an organization and as a church, the why exists and is driving that. So the why of Valley Point serves as our heartbeat. If you're here for the very first time, I want to say welcome to Valley Point Church. I think you've chosen a great Sunday to come because we're simply looking at some of the things we do as an organization. And so if you're here investigating, kind of kicking the tires to see if this is a place where you could unpack your bags and make a faith home, great Sunday to be here, because you're going to hear quite a bit about how we function as a church. Now, if you've been here and you have heard these things before, again, it is so good, as we discussed last week, to review these things so that we don't drift in our mission because we can get used to what we're doing and how we do it and even why we do it and just begin to drift off mission. That's a pretty dangerous thing. We want to avoid that. So this is going to be a great refresher for everyone. Let me throw out some why questions. So I just want you to think for a few moments as we consider the why of Valley Point. So here we go, some why questions. Why does it seem that most communities are not thankful for the churches within their boundaries? Why is that? Why don't more community leaders value friendship with the church and even ask for their participation? That just doesn't seem to happen anywhere. And why is that? Why aren't more church attenders actively engaged in and passionate about community service? And then finally, why aren't more communities changed because of the impact of a church? Doesn't seem like that happens either. Why? Why is that? Well, here's the deal with why as a question. It seems like it never gets answered. Right? We're used to this as parents and as grandparents. If you're in that boat and you're in that category, you get a bunch of why questions. Why is this happening? Why are we going here? And you get kind of tired of that. Often when a why question is asked, we tend to ignore it and it never gets answered. Or if it does get answered, it lacks a lot of clarity. It just does. So today, as much as I possibly can, I want to bring clarity to the why of Valley Point Church. I don't want it to be unanswered, and I don't want it to be vague. And so as best as I can, we're going to unpack the why of Valley Point Church. Why are we here, and why are we doing the things 
that we do. Now, to get us started, I want to go back and kind of review the map. And you can see our vision map on the screen. Last week, we introduced the what. What is it that we're doing as a church? Well, our mission is pointing people to real relationships and real significance. We say that all of the time. It is more than just a tagline or it's more than just something to say. We're committed to this as our mission. We want to point people to real relationships. And you can break that apart like this. We want everybody to know coming in the doors of Valley Point Church that they can have a real relationship with God. And that's possible. And we can enjoy that kind of friendship with Him and know that He'll walk through everything that we encounter in life with us. That's an encouraging thought. I can, we can have a real relationship with God. But beyond that, we can also have real relationships with other people. And then we get the chance with the one life that's been given to us. We only have one life. That's it. With this one life that has been entrusted to me by God himself, I can go out and I can do significant things and I can make a difference where I live and where I work and where I play. I can have impact. And so what we're trying to accomplish as a church is pointing people to real relationships and real significance. That's our what. Now, how do we do that? How does that get accomplished around here? Well, at Valley Point, we say we focus in on three areas. We focus on worship, connect, and go. And this is where we pour our time, our effort, our creativity, our resources into worship and connect and go. Well, what does that mean? Well, worship, this is where we grow a relationship with God. And when I respond to him and his greatness, that relationship deepens and gets better and stronger. What about connecting? Well, this is where I grow relationships with other people. And I can do that here within the context of a church. And then go is where we can go and do significant things, again, with this one life that God has given to us. So what are we doing as a church? We're pointing people to real relationships and real significance. How do we do that? We worship, we connect, and we go. And I hope you had fun last week drawing that on your napkin. I'm going to ask you to draw a few more things here in just a moment. So get that napkin ready. All of that sounds okay, doesn't it? I mean, for the most part, here's what we're doing and how we go about doing that. That sounds okay. Here comes the annoying question, though. And the annoying question that often gets ignored or just lacks clarity is why? Why are we doing those things? Well, again, I want to take some time today and unpack the why. So here's what this is going to look like. On your napkin, I want you to draw a few different things, and I'm going to give you four key words that describe what we value. And then after we walk through that, I want to jump into what I believe is a very dynamic paragraph of Scripture found in Acts chapter 16. And what we discover in this historical pivotal book is the church is beginning. It's just starting. It's in motion. And there is so much that we can learn from them. And what we'll discover when we jump into that paragraph in just a moment is that these values that answer our why we see lived out in the early church. So I'm really excited about sharing that with you. So that's where we're headed. Let's talk about the why. 
and what that means, and then we'll jump into Acts chapter 16. Does that make sense? Okay, so on your napkin, I would encourage you to draw out this cloud, and in the cloud say, we value, and then get ready to write down these four key words. I'm going to give you the four values, and then we'll go back and kind of explain them. So, why do we do the things that we do here at Valley Point Church? It's because we value truth, people, generosity, and location. Again, why do we do the things we do here at Valley Point Church? Well, it's because we value a few things. Four, to be exact. We value truth, people, generosity, and our location. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's think about this for a moment. We value truth. And here's how we describe that. We are passionate about following Jesus and applying biblical truth so it makes a difference in how we live. In other words, we make a big deal about Jesus and learning about him and discovering him and even obeying him. That's our desire. And we can find all of that in God's word. It's not a mystery. It's not a secret. We can discover truth right here. And that's why we unpack scripture every single week. Because we are passionate about following Jesus and applying biblical truth so it makes a difference in how we live. We value truth. What else? Well, we value people. And here's what that means. We deliberately create environments where relationships can thrive because everyone matters. It's really important. Everyone matters. Everyone matters. And no matter who you are and what kind of past that you have had, no matter what secrets you hold that nobody else knows about, no matter what failures exist there, or no matter what success is there, there is a seat for you at Valley Point Church. Everybody's welcome. And when we open the doors of this place or wherever we gather and meet, everyone is invited and there is a seat for you. And that's based on the truth that everybody matters. doesn't matter who you are and what you've experienced in life. Everybody matters. Listen to this. God's prized creation. Consider this now, because when you think about the creative activity of God and everything that he invented and everything that he made, there is so much there. That's a big category. But we know this based on what we find in Scripture, that God's prized creation is you. It's me. It's people. People matter to God, and because they matter to God, they should matter to His church. And so we value people. What about generosity? Well, here's what that means. We intentionally use our time and resources to meet needs in our community and around the world. We want to generously give and share as a church. And I hope you have experienced that and you have seen that here. If not, hang on, because at some point you will. We just give and share as a church. We're constantly thinking about what can we give away. We're even doing that today as a love day. It might sound simple, it's candy, but yet we're gathering that and we're giving it all away to some organizations that have needs and we're helping them 
do what they do in an effective way. And so we're constantly looking for things we can just give away. And we do that because we come to an understanding at some point as we follow Jesus and as we're obedient to him that what I have, my stuff, my money, my things, even my talent, is all given to me by God. So it's not actually my stuff. It's not my money. It's not my things. It's not even my talent. It's something that God has graciously bestowed on me, and he wants me to hold all of that with open hands because it's already his. He simply wants us to manage what he's already given to us. And so we come to an understanding as we follow Jesus that we want to be very generous, and so we value that here as a church. And then finally, we value location. Here's what that means. We love our neighbors. We love our neighbors. And we seek to be a joyous presence where we live, work, and play. We love our neighbors. And we want to have this sense of being joyous for God everywhere that we go. This is a new value for us. If you've been here in years past, when I've talked about the vision map and why we do what we do, you've heard me talk about truth, people, and generosity. This is new for us. And I don't think it's because it's something new that we're doing. We just have new language to attach to how we have functioned as a church. And I had a great conversation with our staff team. We really wrestled with this word and this description. We talked about it as an elder team, and it really comes from the concept that we love our communities, the communities that we're a part of, the communities that surround us, the communities that are in Valley Point Church that are represented by where you live. We love our neighbors and everywhere that we go. Here's what we want to do. We want to be a joyous presence where we live, work, and play. Understanding this, that the church doesn't just gather, right? And if we only got together as a church at 11 o'clock, well, that's not good enough. That's important, and this is valuable time, but the church also goes because the church isn't a structure. It's not a building. It's people. It's believers in Christ. And everywhere that you go, everywhere that I go, God wants us to have this joyous presence where I live, work, and play in my school, in my work location, in my communities, where I shop. This is the church in motion. And so we love our location. And we really should as a church because this is where we are. And so we want to love the communities around us and just be God's joyous presence. You know, I often get asked by people outside the church when they find out what I do. Which, by the way, that's always a conversation stopper. What do you do? I'm a pastor. Poison, right? Like, they just don't want to know anymore. So I've actually stopped using that. I now say I'm part of a global enterprise that has has outposts all around the world. That's what I tell people. Like, oh, wow. Well, what is that? That sounds really interesting. So I talk about the church, and often they'll say, well, what's your church? And... I'll say Valley Point Church, and often the next question that comes is this. What is your church like? If you work in a church, what do they do? What's their thing? 
What is the church like? And I love those conversations because I get to brag on you and how generous and loving and compassionate you are. And those are always enjoyable and fulfilling conversations. But I find myself more and more defaulting to this. I say about Valley Point Church, here's our thing. Here's what we do. We love our location. And we're a church that doesn't want to just meet, but we want to go out and everywhere that we go, where we live, where we work, and where we play, we want to be a joyous presence. And that is something that is happening. And you can generally see lights, just our eyes get really, really big because that doesn't sound like a church. And so I love talking about our location and how we love the communities around us. So why? Why do we do the things that we do? Well, it's because we value truth, people, generosity, and we love our location where God has planted us. We love the communities around us. Now, here's what's incredible to me. All of this language that we've talked about, the value of truth, people, generosity, and location, it's actually found in a paragraph of Scripture. And this is what I want to jump to now. So if you have a Bible or a device, please turn to Acts chapter 16. And in just a moment, I'm going to begin reading with verse 23. So Acts chapter 16, verse 23. Before we read, let me set a little bit of context here. We're jumping into the middle of a story about two church leaders named Paul and Silas. And they're just out doing their thing, telling people about Jesus, building the church, having a great time, being a joyous presence everywhere that God took them. Well, what we discover in this particular location is they were told by the officials, stop. No more Jesus. Like, we've had enough. We get it. We know who you are and what you're about, and we need you to stop talking about Jesus. And so that group of individuals came to Paul and Silas and said, no more. The discussion about Jesus ends today. And Paul and Silas said, no, no. Uh, We're not going to stop talking about Jesus. And the reason we're not going to do that is because we have been given a mandate. We have been given a job description. Remember we talked about this a little bit last week. Everywhere that we go, we are to bring the good news about Jesus and what he offers to people. And Paul and Silas got it. They knew that and said, we cannot stop because this is our purpose. This is our job description. It's what Jesus asked us to do before he left. And so we're going to keep going. And they did. Well, as a result of their disobedience there, the haters came They grabbed them, and Acts chapter 16 tells us that they stripped them of their clothes and then beat them with rods. Now, that sounds like a bad day, doesn't it? And I'm thinking that if that were me, that would probably be enough for me to say, all right, you know, I'll stop talking about Jesus. I don't want to be without clothes. And the sound and the idea of being beaten with rods, that's awful. And that's a bad day, and I need to avoid that. But not Paul and Silas. They continued, and so we find them now being thrown in jail. Let's pick up the story, verse 23. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. 
Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. I don't think they had a chance to do anything else. So there they are taking all of this in. And suddenly there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. As an employee of the Roman government, he knew he had failed, and that was something punishable by death. So he knew what was coming. The prisoners are gone. I'll just take my own life. But Paul shouted to him. Here's what he said. Stop. Stop. Don't kill yourself. We are all actually here. Verse 29. The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, well, here's what you need to do. Here's the deal. If that's what you want, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. Here's the value of truth. Do you see it there? Do you see it? The jailer all of a sudden experiences something terrible and he's about to end his life and here we find Paul and Silas unpacking truth. You want to know how to have a forever friendship with Jesus? Here's truth. Let me share it with you. They valued truth. And I believe based on the behavior of the jailer here that he responded and he trusted in Jesus alone to save him. There's truth. There it is. Well, check out what happens next. Verse 33. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them. He washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. Here's the value of people. So think about this. The jailer trusts in Jesus, and now he's caring for the wounds of people that he was instructed to beat. And we don't know because it doesn't say here, but perhaps the jailer is the one who beat them himself. We're not sure, but possibly. But whatever happened there, what we do know now, based on verse 33, is that he is washing their wounds. He is accepting them. Everybody matters. Right? God loves all people. He's getting it. Verse 34. He then brought them into his house and he set a meal before them. So here's the value of generosity. He's now using his resources and what God has given to him. And he's holding all of that with open hands saying, you know what? I want to share a meal with Paul and Silas. And he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. I love this word rejoiced. Do you see that there? Shake your head a little bit so I know you're still with me. All right, it's a great word. It means to make glorious, to exalt, or to do this, to rejoice greatly. And so the picture you get here is of a jailer and how his life has been completely transformed. And he's not passive about it. You know, like, yay, my life's going to be a little bit better now. 
thrilled about that. No, you get the sense that he may have been jumping up and down for joy because of what God had done for him and his interactions with Paul and Silas. Just thrilled, exalting in that. And guess what? All of this happens in a location, in a city, in a place, on a street somewhere, in a community. And there is no doubt, based on this word rejoice and the actions of the jailer here, that he began to be a joyous presence where he lived, worked, and played. Verse 35, the next morning, the city official sent the police to tell the jailer, let those men go. So the jailer told Paul, the city officials have said, you and Silas, you're free to leave. So please, go in peace. Incredible. Just incredible. Acts chapter 16, where we find values just falling out of this story and these church leaders in action. And what we find here is they valued, and in turn, the jailer valued truth, people, generosity, and location. I have just one takeaway for today, and here it is. Let your heart fall in love with the why. Would you let that happen to you? Just to let your heart fall in love with truth. Because truth matters. And we want to discover Jesus and what he says and what he did and what he wants for us. So let your heart fall in love with truth. Let your heart fall in love again with people. And even if you've been burned and hurt and frustrated in relationships, try again. Try again. It's what Jesus did over and over and over because he valued people, all people, because everyone matters. Would you let your heart fall in love with generosity? And just remind yourself that my stuff isn't mine, it's God's. He's the one who's given me the ability to achieve and to have these talents so I can go out and do what I do. And so it's all because of him and I can hold it with open hands and give and share as God asks. And would you fall in love with our location? And where God has planted us and where you live and work and play? Because that's exactly where God wants you to be. You're there and not me. And that's because God wants to use your life and your light and your story to make a difference right there. So would you just fall in love all over again with your location and your community and your school and your stores and everywhere that you go because this is exactly where God wants us to be. So that, so that we can be this joyous presence everywhere that God takes us. I've been a pastor my entire working life. That's all I've done and it's all I know. And that's been 23 years now. And I've served in four different churches. Just been a pastor all my working life. And all I've really wanted, 
And I'm telling you, this is unusual. All I've ever really wanted is to be a part of a faith community that is unselfish and generous and doesn't just gather to consume, but they gather to learn and to love and to discover what God wants and then they go out in their location and they have this joyous presence about them that just makes an absolute difference right there, allowing that then to spread even around the world. That's all I've ever, ever really wanted to be a part of. And can I tell you that I see that happening here? I do. And it's an honor to serve alongside of you. As we value truth, people, generosity, and location. It's a true honor. And we are going all out for the map. All right? You need to know that. This is what we're doing. This is what we're giving our time and our resources to. All out for the map. Because this is what God has called us to do. And so we're pointing people to real relationships and real significance. And we do that as we worship, we connect, and we go. And why? Because we value truth, people, generosity, and location. And again, this is what I see happening at Valley Point Church in and through us in imperfect ways. Because we're an imperfect church and we always will be. But in imperfect ways, I see this happening and it's a complete joy. I want to go back to the why church questions I asked at the beginning. And I want to reframe them a little bit. So take this in and let's just dream for a second, okay? So let me start it this way. Can you imagine? All right, so dream a little bit. Can you imagine the community in which you live being genuinely thankful for your church? Can you imagine a city leaders valuing your church's friendship and participation in the community, even asking for it? Can you imagine? Keep dreaming a little bit. Can you imagine a large number of your church attenders actively engaged in and passionate about community service? And can you imagine the community actually changing because of the impact of your church's involvement? Again, I see that happening here. And I want you to listen and watch for just a few moments as some different people share with all of us how they see the why of Valley Point Church impacting them. Let's watch this together. In Garnet Valley, organizationally, we really believe that the, the school community connection is one of the major factors in helping us to maximize all of our students' potentially, not only academically, but also in their social and emotional health. So from a district perspective, this relationship is extremely important. I've been an administrator now for 16 years, 26 years in public education. And the relationship that Valley Point has with the school district is something very, very unique and special. Well, it was Teacher Appreciation Week, and I was really excited that first one where I heard they were going to be serving lunch. I didn't have to make lunch. (laughs) 
I was excited about that and you walk in and it smells great um, like pasta and there's drinks and there's desserts and there's smiling people lined up around the entire room waiting to serve us lunch and I don't know if it dawned on me the first year you know that it was Valley Point I thought okay Valley Point the church that's in our school um, but year after year the volunteers came back with the great smelling food and and all the volunteers and that means a lot to our school and our staff and that's actually how my family became members of Valley Point. I got to talking with the volunteers and asking questions about Valley Point because I've always been curious and um, our family attends Valley Point now and it's been a great change for our family spiritually. When Pastor Kohler contacted me about participating in this video, I was thrilled at the opportunity to come over here and talk because he talked about uh, a neighbor. And when I think of a good neighbor, I think of somebody who's dependable. I think of somebody who's caring. I think of somebody who's really an extension of family. And I truly feel like that's the relationship the Valley Point Church has, not only with the school and with our football program, uh, but with the community in general. There's never a time over at the school where we have any event that Valley Point doesn't support it. Whether it's uh, a ninth grade girls basketball game, a football game, there's signs on the stadium field over there, we have the great fireworks display. I feel like they welcome the school being next to them, I feel like they value the school being next to them, and I feel like it's reciprocated from the school back toward Valley Point Church. It's a, I think it's a great working relationship that we have. I think it's a sincere, heartfelt, caring, kind of relationship and anybody wants a neighbor like that. You know, I look at my neighbors as an extension of our family, the good neighbors that we have. And like I said, I, I feel very similar toward Valley Point Church. Urban Promise is a ministry in the city of Wilmington, Delaware. And we work with the children and teenagers of the city who live in some pretty difficult circumstances. And we do that through a variety of programs. We have after school camps, we have a sports program and an outdoor wilderness program. We have an elementary school and a high school, and we are a job training program for teenagers who live in the city, some of the most uh, challenging kids that we work with in their circumstances. We really value and love Valley Point because of the way you love us. Uh, we couldn't do what we do without without friends like you who come alongside us and build the kingdom of God. You have done awesome things like just generous gifts of food for our Thanksgiving dinner, which blessed many of the families that we serve. Uh, people who come and participate in our camp programs uh, come alongside and build relationships with our kids, and that is such a profound way of touching lives. Just the approach that everybody takes at Valley Point in opening their arms to our students, our community, uh, whether it's Friends Day, you can walk into Valley Point Church, whether it's over at the middle school or over here, and feel accepted and feel like, how can we help you in what you're trying to do? Because we know what you're trying to do is ultimately going to help us do what we want to do. It's clear to me as somebody who runs an organization that from a church organization perspective, that theme of you connecting with your community is, is clearly being exercised in every way, shape, and form throughout this community. And I, I really appreciate and value that. Traditional church wasn't really working for us. We had busy children and they were climbing under pews and we were kind of frustrated and stuck in what we were doing and not happy. So 
when Valley Point was there, I got the opportunity to talk with some of the volunteers, and you, Eric in particular, and just got to hear about the kids program, which has been really beneficial for our children. Um, I love when they come out telling me stories about God and different Bible stories. So we did, we tried it, and I loved it. We loved it the first time, and we decided to come back and come back again, and we've stayed, and we've made a lot of great friends there, and um, we just knew it was something we wanted to be a part of, what Valley Point was doing. When Pastor Kohler first got to Valley Point Church, I didn't know anything about Valley Point Church. I was living in the community. I had been teaching here for a number of years. And I came up here on a Saturday or Sunday, and there were more people here than I had ever seen before, ever. And the people were happy. The kids were happy, and parents were happy, and I didn't know what was going on. And here I find out that the church is providing an Easter egg hunt, not just for their church members, but for anybody who wants to come. And there were people from far, far away. There were people from western Delaware County who were here, eastern Delaware County, who were here at, at this Easter egg hunt. And the purpose to me was for everybody just to have a fantastic time. It wasn't a preachy message. It was, it was just come and have a good time and let's be friends with the neighbors. And, and that struck me right away as I knew we had something special up here. And most recently, you gave just this unbelievable donation of uh, supplies for our summer camps and meals for our staff uh, when they go in to create the camps just the day before camp's about to begin. Uh, you had a small group that came alongside us and packed lunches for 80 or 90 people. It's, it's tough to get people who are willing to do that and love us that way, and it just allows our camps to, to exist, to happen. The opportunity for our students to have a place to park that you've given them, and um, again, parking and school districts, uh, they're usually at odds almost 100% of the time, but it's never at odds at Valley Point Church. It's how can we help you? How can we do better? And I don't think you guys can appreciate this, inviting people like me to the Friends Day and have for me to have an opportunity to sit in your church and worship with your congregation and people say hello and me feeling welcome and me being able to tour around and see all the smiling, happy faces of our community you know, sort of extending that that school reach by being in our schools worshiping, I think is a, is a really neat, unique thing in Garnet Valley that I appreciate. So one of the things now that I've come to do at Valley Point is I'm a greeter, so every other Sunday I'll um, greet. I give out the pens, you may have seen me. <laughs> and I really enjoy it. So the people who served me now, I feel good because I can give back on Sunday. I know for our football games, uh, the last couple years, we've had a fireworks display put on by Valley Point Church. Well, that, that night, as silly as that seems for high school boys who are playing football, they ask, are they doing fireworks? Are we doing fireworks, Mr. Ricky? When's the fireworks going to be? And the pictures that they have and the memories that they have. So those kinds of things, the above and beyond, the, the desire to include everybody and make everybody feel welcome, that to me is what, how I feel about Valley Point Church. The value in supplies, very practical. Everyone can understand we don't have to buy those supplies. We don't have the funding for those things. And we think of our children as being special, just like my kids are special to me. And we want them to have the best of things. You are participating in our vision. 
And we don't always have churches who say, <laughs> come and let us do a video and have you share your vision with us. So this is a unique opportunity for Urban Promise and we really appreciate you caring about working together with us like this. This relationship is unique. I've been in a very big school district prior to this where there were several churches that had this opportunity that didn't necessarily accept that opportunity or didn't really, I think, take advantage of what was open to them. At the end of the day, we're both community service organizations trying to help our community. So this is, this is awesome and I hope that it, it perpetuates itself. Thanks for listening. We'd also love to have you join us on any Sunday morning as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 or 11 a.m.